Welcome to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tab the Croc, and every Monday, I talk to someone here in North Idaho, the goal to connect more people in the Coeur d'Alene area. And then every Friday, I talk to someone outside the community to bring in a new perspective and to learn a little bit about yourself. Good morning. I have Ryan Collingwood with me today. Um, longtime friend. I've known him since... Um, the good old days from uh, Post Falls Christian and uh, from Kootenai Kids. So known each other for a very long time, um, been able to keep a, a friendship. You know, he is a journalist, a writer. He's been working with multiple different avenues, sports, things like that. I think even when uh, I was living in Lewiston, you were living in Lewiston for a while. Um, tons of background in writing, journalism. He's a fantastic. So first of all, Ryan, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Tab. It's always good to see uh, some local people out there doing cool things like podcasts and kind of getting involved with community. It's always good. Yeah, and I forgot to mention he has now a podcast. You have to go check it out. He interviews a lot of really cool sports people, um, especially right now. He just finished doing uh, the Big Sky Tournament, uh, Eastern Washington. I saw that you interviewed some guys from there as well. So first of all, tell me a little bit about who you are and kind of what you're doing right now. Yeah, obviously I'm a local guy. I was born in St. Mary's, Idaho, and uh, grew up in Spokane, Post Falls area, mostly. And then, you know, kind of bounced around a couple colleges, uh, played sports in high school. It was okay. Like, wasn't great. wasn't terrible. Rode the bench in college for a couple of years. I was always kind of a nerd, comic book nerd, video game nerd. Uh, I think my dream as a kid was to write for Saturday Night Live, be a sketch comedy writer, but I don't think I, I, I didn't really have the guidance to go to the New York and get a job as a as a waiter and try to hope I get on with my one of my sketches somehow but uh but I fell into you know kind of local newspapers and um it's been kind of a fun ride I bounced around a few of them and then I ended back home in 2016 I want to say I came back to the Coeur d'Alene area after being like you mentioned I was in the Lewiston Tribune um I was in East Idaho I was in Texas for a year I mean it, I kind of bounced around for a bit but um, the goal was to always come back home. I, I never had these dreams of working for the Los Angeles Times or um, anything like that. Because I think what makes, you know, we don't get paid a lot. You know, it's kind of like, you know, teachers teach because they love the kids. And I think we do it because we just like telling a good story. So it, we're not in it for the money. So I, I, this would be the kind of area where I could actually live an okay life on what I make and stuff. So, but I'm glad, glad to be back here and uh, talking with you, of course. Ah, awesome. And you're about to head off to the um, NCAA national or to the championship um, tournament, uh, you said tomorrow. That's right. We head to Indianapolis. We're going to have our work cut out for us because we're covering both Gonzaga and Eastern. Um, a good year for our teams. You know, obviously, Gonzaga's had their amazing run, and Eastern's been a, a good, smaller college. And then we have, we have a couple women's teams to go to, but they're playing in San Antonio. I think. Gonzaga women and Washington State women are, 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 are the tournaments. So a lot's going on at the Spokesman Review, but uh, it's better than twiddling your thumbs like we were doing about a year ago now. Yeah, exactly. And that's super exciting. I'm pumped for you because um, I'm, I mean, this is my favorite time of the year. I, I, I look forward to this. So last year when this was canceled, it was like devastating, especially as well as Gonzaga was doing. You were kind of like, this is the year. This is the year. This is going to be the year that um, but yeah, so I'm excited for you. I'm excited to follow along and see, um, all the stuff that you guys are doing. Yeah, it should be fun. 
Um, so getting in, so when you got into writing journalism, is there a point in your, you know, childhood or in high school, is there a point you're like, I'm going to be a writer? It's funny you bring that up because I tell people the story when I can, when I remember to. <laughs> okay. So I'm in fourth grade and we had this assignment where we had to reach out to people you want to be like, or the aspire to be. And I think they wanted us to like talk to a cop or a fireman or a teacher or a coach or a business owner, something just simple. And I was like, oh, I see those are great pursuits. But, you know, as a fourth grader, I'm like, I think I'm going to make this a little harder on myself. And I, I think I was, can I cuss? Or yeah, just, you're fine. <laughs> sure. You know me, Tab, I'll drop some F-bombs every now and again. So really? um, I was playing Mortal Kombat a lot. <laughs> like I was, I like, I, like I like played in tournaments and stuff pretty bad. And, um, so and I, I subscribed to this video game magazine and it, it, it listed a gym in Chicago where the guys who are the Mortal Kombat characters, like the guys who kick and punch and like, they're the character actors of the video game. This is like the night, this is like 94. Like, so uh, and I'm like, dude, I'm gonna get a hold of those guys. And they're like, how? I'm like, I'm just gonna call that gym. And I'm like 10. So I knew it'd be a long distance bill if I called my, if I used my parents' phone. So I went to my neighbors just thinking like he'd never find the bill. Like they'd never suspect me of racking up some long distance bill. So I called directory assistance and I called the gym and I'm like, hey, uh, is this guy, I forget the guys or names. I'm like, is he here? Is he working out? And they're like, no, but this guy is, and I'm like, oh, cool. Can I talk to him? And then they page him. They like, you know, you know how when you're, you know how when you're a little kid and you're, you're lost, your mom's like, you need to come to the aisle seven. Your mom's waiting for you. Well, I did that for this like beefcake dude at some Chicago gym, and he picked up the phone and he's like, hello, and I'm like, oh, oh, hey, uh, I'm some ten year old from Spokane, and I just wanted, you know. What's your favorite like Mortal Kombat move or something? <laughs> it was so weird. And then I uh, I went back and I filed the report or whatever. I I'm not sure if I like wrote my quotes in a crayon or whatever the hell I was doing. And I gave it back to my teacher, and she was like, "Wait, you got got a hold of these guys?" And I was like, "Yeah, like how?" And I was like, "Oh, I just did this, this." And she's like, "You should be like." A reporter and I was like didn't even cross my mind and I think she had to have thought I was full of shit too so that's <laughs> looking back looking back at that but um that's what kind of got the kind of kind of got it going a little bit and then you know I just in, in high school I was like one of the editors of a little school paper and I wasn't sure if it's something I really wanted to do because like my personality it's a little different than most newspaper journalists I'm kind of out there a little bit and I'm it's not it's a little different, but so I kind of waited till like my early twenties to actually do it. I, I didn't even major in journalism. The, the colleges I went to were so small they didn't even have journalism schools, so it's not like I could have yeah. pursued that. So um, I think I was twenty-two, and I was kind of in a weird like stage in my life. I'm like, okay, I'm either gonna go this way or this way, and and websites, YouTube is starting up, and MySpace and all this crap. And I'm like, you know what? What if like somebody had like a North Idaho like ESPN.com where I call some kid from Bonner's Ferry and I write an article about him and put it on the internet, get a video on YouTube and we'll make t-shirts and we'll make this little website. 
And uh, basically I made it, you know, I, I, I called all these athletic directors. I made these shirts. I made this website, made the logo, had a made a MySpace where I added every like local athlete basically, you know, so that was kind of like my marketing and the way I got a hold of people. And it was called panhandlepreps.com. And then it was, I mean, the writing kind of sucked. I was so green and the, I, the reporting was good, but the writing was raw. I didn't have an editor or anything. So it was just kind of like, it wasn't that great looking back. I'm like, oh, I, I read some of the old articles, but it, people, it, people caught on to it because you, as you know, Tabitha, if you're some small school athlete and someone recognizes you, I don't, it could be anybody. It's like, if you're from Kootenai and you had like a 30 point game and someone's like, Hey, that was awesome. Like, want to talk about it? They're like, sure. You know, I don't care who the hell you are. So you kind of have to build off that. So we, we did it. I did it to about every school up here and it caught on pretty quick. And then within the first few months, um, I was sharing content with idahosports.com. They were using my stuff. And then Krem2 had a high school site and they would use my stuff too. So in the, within the first year, Krem2 and idahosports.com were using my content and stuff. And then the spokesman review had a blog where they would link to, because I wasn't competition to these guys. I was some like little nobody, you know? So they'd be nice and like, you know, hey, Ryan with this. And they'd put a little, you know. So the thing is, I wasn't really making much money though. It, it, it was cool. It was a good idea. It, it gave me experience, but I, you know, I wasn't really making money. I made like a, maybe a few thousand tops in like 12 months. So I was kind of struggling there. And so I had to go work for a newspaper. So that was basically my journalism school. That year of just, that, that year of just kind of failing and seeing what I could do. And, you know, and started off at a newspaper in East Idaho, just middle of nowhere. Um, and kind of from there, I kind of worked myself up and now I'm here. So there's your long story to how I got to this point right here. And I love it. I, and I love when it's not, um, I went to journalism school. I would this, it's kind of fun to hear like someone's story. I like to like other people out there wanting to do something, thinking sometimes mm -hmm. they have to go to college and spend a lot of money that mm -hmm. sometimes it's just experience and it's just yeah. out there and making those phone calls. It's, it's doing it. It's failing. That's mm -hmm. part. Is there something like in your life that you've gone through, um, that you kind of had to learn a life lesson the hard way? Oh, every week? <laughs> um, no. Uh, I think that, you know, I, that experience right there taught me, you know, you kind of have to grind for everything. You know, nothing's going to be given to you. And fortunately, I had a childhood. I mean, looking back at a child, I was like, you know, I wish my parents were rich. It had been cool. You know, I, you know, my parents had me when they were 15 years old. I mean, they were, teen, they're still married, you know, they're like in their early fifties or whatever, I think. And and I'm 37, so do the math on that. So, um, so seeing them kind of have to kind of uh, scratch and claw for everything they had, and and give up and give me my brother a good childhood. Because by the, when it was all said and done, we lived on a golf course and went to a private school. But those first freaking 15 years were like tough, you know. So seeing them kind of you know go through their struggles and 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 be able to get to a point where they were doing successful, and then for me personally, just um, yeah, just going out there and sucking and having someone tell you, you suck a lot and being able to handle that. Cause as a teenager, I was kind of a pain in the ass. You know, I, I, I was in trouble a lot, not with the law or anything like that, but just at school on my sports team, stuff like that. And, uh, being able to learn from those experiences and, 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 and when, when I was failing, when I was putting myself out there, I had already seen experience a ton of crap. So I was able to kind of already kind of channel already because if because if your life was amazing and at 23 it just gets hard people people like collapse they don't you know so I was already conditioned you know so I guess I, I can't really point to a particular instance where I was like oh shit I need to 
get it together. But I can say collectively, a bunch of things uh, kind of got me to this point. Yeah. And I think that's your using your past and you're not using it as like, poor me, but like, Hey, I know how to deal with, with hard stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. And so with your career, is there is a, something that is a common myth about your career that you'd want people to know? That we have like this internal bias, like I think, and that was kind of more when I was covering crime and politics. Like I did that because there was a point in my career a few years ago where I just got kind of bored with sports. I mean, obviously, uh, I, I do sports now st- still because of the features. I mean, the games, their games are cool and everything, but it's, it's more about the people and, you know, their, their background and how, the, and how they're part of the fabric of the community and always the sub, you know, the sub context, you know, stuff like that. The games are kind of like, they're cool and everything, but that's not why I do it. Like if I never covered a game live again, I wouldn't cry about it, to be honest. But I think there's like this uh, myth that like the journalists are out there to get the, the tear people down and uh, we're so biased, we're going to take you out. And the thing is, there are people like that and there are certain media outlets that lean a certain way for some certain games, um, either because they are staunch political in, in one direction or as a means to survive, to get the clickbait, to get the advertising revenue, to do all these things. But I think there's a there is a myth that there are journalists are out there like you're so biased like the thing is that you're usually projecting your own feelings into, into what you're reading you know and it has nothing to do with the journalist it's like you know let's say if kind of make it you know you played sports and stuff so let's say if Kootenai got beat by a hundred points and it was on the front page you'd be like well those guys obviously don't like us very much because it was on the front for God's sake no it's just that's just what happened goddamn you know what I mean so. Uh, and people do that. Now imagine that times a thousand with like a, a division one school or, or whatever. So that, or in politics with a, you know, local, local politician. Uh, and, and obviously you've been involved with local politics and you know how they work, but you know, the city council, like that guy doesn't like that guy because he dated that guy in high, that, that girl in high school and he's still bitter about it. And that's why they didn't vote for him. Like you, 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 you kind of go through your own, your own, your own crap. But usually that's, how we project writers and reporters is kind of a, more of a product of our own, you know, inherent biases as well. So. Oh, and you hear that all the time, no matter it's like, oh, the Cordling Press is does this, the Spokesman's Press does this, and you're like, mm-hmm. no, that's not that's not necessarily how you know what I mean. So it is mm-hmm. you hear all the time. You're like, oh, they only do this stuff, and they only report on this, and they really only showcase this, and you're like, well, I don't know if that's really true. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I mean, and then and. To that point, I don't always agree with the things we even report, and I and my my bosses will tell you this because if I see something, I'm just like, what? I'll text them and be like, really, guys? Like, did this need to be a thing? And then they'll be like, oh, you know, Ryan, blah blah, and they'll tell me, and they know I, they know I do it from a good place. They know I do it from a place because I'm one of the few local local people at our paper. We're a big paper in downtown Spokane, and most of the, most of everyone else is from somewhere else. So. This affects my life because people like call me, what the hell? Like, you know, my friend, the gas station guy, you know, somebody, some my aunt, uncle, cousin, friend is like chewing my ass out. Like it's like, like it was my goddamn idea. So it's like, it's different when it's my town and my paper. Exactly. And this is where you're from. And this is where you plan to be for a very long time. That it's like, no, 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 this is affecting my whole life. My grandma called me and <laughs> yelled at me. Yeah. And that's why I love, I mean, I love covering like, uh, kind of, I mean, this, I mean, it sucked covering the real serious, heavy stuff, um, but it taught me a lot. 
and I, I kind of miss, you know, doing those kind of stories, but dude, I'll tell you what, man, I, I, I got put in so many situations where I'd be writing about somebody I grew up with who committed a crime or their parents owned this place that was doing something shady or something. And I, and I all, and it, in a way it helped because it'd be like, I get all these tips, you know, you go to the bar, hey, right, I uh, heard this is like, and it'd be completely true. I look into it and I'm like, no one knew that. And that would help. But on the flip side, it was like, well, I can't go to that barbecue anymore. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's one of those deals. So, you know, getting into this career and doing this kind of line of work, is there anybody that's been maybe influential um, or maybe somebody you really look up to as you're, um, doing this line of work yeah well growing up it's always the guys you, as a kid you remember reading so I remember being a kid and reading like the spokesman and the Coeur press and I would I, I remember guys like uh Greg Lee at the spokesman he covered high school sports and then there was Howie Stalwick at the Coeur press and John Blanchett who I still work with I work with I work with a lot of the guys in, we got some uh, fossils spokesmen. We got some. We got some uh, some, some geriatric guys. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. If you're listening to this, but anyway, um, guys been there forever. Like since we were born, basically, we have that. And um, read those guys, and you know, you kind of uh, you you read you, you see how they write their their, their writing style. You kind of like mimic it. You know, I think when I was young, I tried too hard to be like other people, and it just didn't work. It like it was like oh, this kind of sucks. And then and so you, you you do that enough, and you kind of develop your own style after a while like, like anybody will tell you even coaches broadcasters or whoever they'll they'll just try to experiment and see what works what doesn't work and they'll kind of go outside themselves and they'll realize it suck and then you get enough reps you kind of figure out what you are what you can do what you can't do but um yeah i'll say but those guys initially that i mentioned were the guys i probably clung on to and talked to uh as i was getting my career started i'd be like hey like what could i do how do i start like can you and it's funny, so Howie Stalwick. <laughs> so I was at the I was at Falls Christian, and I was you know I I was like seventeen, and I sent him an email saying like, "Hey Howie, this is so and so at Falls. Well, I'm thinking about getting into sports journalism. Like, uh, I, this is why it was like about 400 words, completely unnecessary length. I could have just kept it in two paragraphs. He like wrote me back and was like, "Oh, hey Ryan." Uh, I suggest you do an, another career because you have like this typo and this. And I was like, oh shit, you know. I was like devastated. But uh, and then uh, now I, I love that guy. And he's the first, it's funny because he did that to me. But now when I write something that he likes, he's the first guy to like email me or call me or be like, dude, that was awesome. I like how you did this and this. You did that perfectly. Or, you know, maybe you could have done this. But the fact that that same guy basically just, I could have just been like, well, he's right. I suck. Uh, time to do something else. You know, I said, I was like, nah, maybe I'll learn. You know, you could look at it two ways. Um, screw him. Actually, that wasn't a typo. That was this. If he wouldn't need, or uh, maybe I should pay, pay more attention. Maybe I should, you know, uh, be a little more mindful of my, my writing. And, right. And, I mean, uh, I mean, we know we all have heard these stories of Michael Jordan getting cut from a team and these actors not getting these big parts that are now the best actors and actresses. And it's kind of the same thing. It's like, if you're passionate and you're really good at it and keep with it, like it actually, you know, you do really well. And yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, and I like the part that you said is that, you know, 
you shouldn't try to mimic anybody else's because you have your individual, your own style, you are unique and you bring a whole different type of writing than anybody else. And so that you notice that you're kind of like, okay, this isn't really working for me because it sounds like crap when I do it, but you found your own niche and now you're producing fantastic things. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, because I work with these guys, you know, as a kid, it's weird. You're you're like, well, that's so-and-so. And like, and I don't care what, what, what industry you're in. If you're like an engineer, you know who all the best engineers are, even if your best friend has no idea who the hell you're even talking about. You know, if you're like, oh, that's so-and-so. That guy did this building. It was the best building I've ever seen, how he did this. Like the very nuanced stuff. So that was kind of with newspapers or whatever. I'd be like, oh, man, that's so-and-so. He wrote this and they did, you know. And so it's kind of cool to be able to work with people who I was a kid, you know, reading and kind of, you know, hanging out with them and talking to them and learning from them and stuff. So, but, uh, but yeah, you got to keep plugging away. You know, it's, I, I was talking to EWU's basketball coach last night. We were, we were talking at midnight, which is like three o'clock in the morning over there. We were just, we were just BSing, just kind of, we kind of established a pretty good relationship. And he's like, Ryan, I'm not a smart guy, dude. I'm just, this, but the thing is, I'm like crazy. You know, I, I, I'm obsessed, you know, I, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I don't think I'm like some insane basketball mind, but I just think that I'm crazy enough and it'll work out for you if you, you know, you have a certain approach to it and that could be anything. And keep a chip on your shoulder too. Cause I think if people never told me I was, I sucked, I'd, I'd be like, you've seen, you've seen those people who- All know those people. Yeah, who are the best looking and like this, they came out of the womb like a 10 with their mind and you know what I mean with their mind and their body and then when some shit goes down it's like what you know what I mean it's like they they fade and like you never hear from them ever again like so I had I had to kind of channel you know everything that sucked like Ryan um you know I wasn't that good of a student I was pretty average student in college and high school and you know but you remember that and then you channel it even when I when I go to the gym I think of things where I'm like that son of a bitch but then you do it other you know you know you, you, I mean yeah you, you, we go to the same gym so you know yeah. but, but anyway um that's awesome <laughs> so I have a couple fun questions for you um cool. if you could have a billboard let's say downtown Spokane you could have mm-hmm. a billboard what would your billboard either have or say on it oh man it'd be me <laughs> and I would make it to where if, if it's in downtown Spokane, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even want down Spokane in the background. I'd want Idaho in the background. It'd be, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be like the it, no, it would either it would either have the background. It'd be like me, like I would do it TV journalism style, where I'd have the crossed arms, and it would have uh, either the resort in the background or the Paul Bunyan statue in St. Mary's. <laughs> it, 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 it would it would have it would have one of those two. And it would just say like something cheesy, like some tagline, like you're his town, his paper, or, you know, your news or some, some, I mean, that's just, I'm just spitballing here, but something like that. Keep it classy, San Diego. <laughs> yeah, keep it classy. <laughs> I love that. That was one of my favorites. I didn't know if you were going to do one of those Saturday Night Live uh, photos that you have. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we were joking. To me, my friend, we, he's now at the Seattle times. We were both at Lewiston at the same time. And you know how that goes. You get a little bored in Lewiston and oh, yeah. it'd be like, it'd be like one in the morning and we're just like, 
you know, we were probably high or something. I don't know. We were just, you know, we were just like, and we were just like laughing. Like we would make Lewis and Tribune's that we would just, we would do like a, almost like a, an aristocratic, like aristocrats, like, and then he came in and then, but we do it with our Lewis and Tribune characters. So we pretended that Lewis and Tribune was the SNL cast. Oh my God. It'd be like, we'll have him play. It was just like hilarious. <laughs> there were so many weird characters in the paper, you know? Oh yeah. Well, if anyone's listening, that's not from Idaho and you don't, Lewiston is a very unique place and it's very, mm-hmm. there's not a lot to do. So this makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah. So we would be like Saturday Night Live and we'd host like, hi, I'm Ryan Conlon. I'm hosting Saturday Night Live with musical guest Blind Melon, you know, like some, you know, <laughs> And then we so like you know what I'm gonna make this a reality and then my buddy made the bumper photos. Yep. I got like like between commercials, you know, the, the, the intro. We're like we kind of went with them. It was kind of fun, but that that explains that that's the backstory behind that. Some yeah, weird fans. So if you could have a uh, dinner with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? <sighs> Man, who's somebody that I kind of really probably it's gonna be weird, but Adam Carolla. Do you, you know Adam Carolla? um adam carolla show he's he, oh. he has like probably the number one him and joe rogan have the best podcasts but he he was on he was a not he, he was on love line with dr drew him and dr drew love line this is the 90s mtv so this is kind of nostalgia for me but i mean he's basically a guy he's a comedy genius he him and jimmy you remember the man show oh yeah wait it was him the two guys were jimmy campbell and adam carolla he has big eyebrows. Yeah. The guy's super funny and smart, but he's blue collar funny and smart. So the guy is like one of the wittiest, crispest guys out there, but he can fix your house with his hands and like fix your car or like came from nothing really. And like, you know, so the dude's obviously like a self-made guy and he's one of the funniest guys I've ever like listened to. I listen to him every morning when I'm making breakfast or go to the gym or whatever. I listen to Adam Kroll. I know it's I know you expected me to say like Jesus Christ or uh, you know Dave Dave Chappelle, but I, I'm gonna keep it. You know, it's like I, I like I, I don't like suspending disbelief too much. I I can't do it. I can't suspend my. But he's a guy. I don't. I'd have like a one percent chance of ever meeting him. You know, in my lifetime, my travels. But so that's kind of why I picked him. But he's definitely a guy. I think it'd be a hilarious dinner for sure. That's awesome. So I always ask this, and since you are a North Idaho, Spokane hybrid, um, mm-hmm. what is your go-to restaurant in the Spokane or Coeur d'Alene, St. Mary's area? Well, recently, Tab, I haven't been eating out much. Uh, but, but when I was when I was eating bread and stuff and all that stuff, uh, um, I love Seasons. The grilled cheese sandwich, the grilled cheese at Seasons, is the number one. Top notch. Uh, uh, I love that. Uh, the Capones. I got the you know I got the great pizzas over there. Over at Capone, my, my neighbor, my my next door neighbor, Capone's restaurant. Um, St. Mary's. You know, Bud's Burgers was always great. Got 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 to keep it real, Bud's. <laughs> um, but if I want to go to Rathroom, I go to O'Malley's. Uh, Spokane. You know. Uh, 24 taps has a pretty good burger stuff like that so i mean i'm kind of a hybrid like you mentioned so those are like the little places i go to my favorite bar downtown Coeur d'Alene is lakers so i can smoke a heater there you know? oh, oh. <laughs> i can't even like think about it without did you choke did you choke while just thinking about it? yeah yeah 
but kind of kind of more my crowd because I'm too old for vegan um moose I think I feel like I am anyway and the Lakers is close so that's probably my go-to bar I mean, as far there's as like the wine house and there's all these other places like the Lakers but Tad, I gotta keep it real. Damn, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't drink wine. That's the thing. Like, I, I, I drink vodka sodas like a lamo, and then, um, but I, never, I, I tried, to, I tried to get into the wine thing. I tried it. I, I mean, I, I tried my ass off. Everyone's like, we're doing wine. I'm like, you know what? I don't like this, but I'm gonna make myself like it. I would just like, and it just was not working out. It's something <laughs> you, you know, you, you just can't force me into it. It's just not. It wasn't natural, but. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, those are my local, my local spots for sure. Perfect. Um, so I always ask this is what is your personal mission statement? Uh, a personal mission statement, you know, it's, I don't think I have like one in particular, but it's to just put yourself out there mm. because you're not, I mean, if you're just going to be a, a scared, I mean, if you're going to be, you know, worried someone's going to say you suck or ugly or something, you know, some, you know what I mean? Like someone's, if you thought that was going to happen anyway, you, well, you might as well just do it and see if like this off chance that you're like, holy shit, you know? So put yourself out there, market yourself. Don't do it in an intrusive way. Like do it, you know, work your ass off towards something, but as you're working your ass, do it humbly. Be like, Hey, I'm not very good at this, but I want to be, how can I get into it? And here's me, Cling on to somebody who's good. Yeah. Kind of, kind of kiss their, kind of kiss their ass a little bit, but not too, but but not too bad. Yeah. Be like, yeah, your work is great. Anyway, check out mine. It's not that good. And then keep doing that every few months, and they'll see that you're trying. They'll see the process, and that could go for any career. Well, and, I think getting a mentor in any career is so important to be successful. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, like. Because if, if they all shoot you down, you have no one to really like aspire to. So if you can kind of establish that rapport with somebody who's been there, done that, and then and they can see what you're going through and what you they've been there. We the best guys in journalism or whatever writing, they've all sucked at one point. Or they've all had to start off at the Blackfoot Idaho Morning News, and you know what I mean. So um, just do that. That's kind of a, that's a thing. And the thing is now I have younger writers talking to me, like kids, kids from Eastern or Gonzaga or Wazoo. They'll come, Hey man, like, can I job shadow you or, you know? And I'm like, that's, that's awesome. Cause I, I've been you, I've been this awkward 21 year old. who wasn't very good yet and had to ask an adult what's going on. And, and then I try to, you know, I, I try to have a little more grace with them cause I've been there and, and, uh, but yeah, I would definitely say cling on to a mentor, do it humbly and make it, known that you're progressing yeah i love that that's perfect so if someone is listening and they want to reach out to you um, want to maybe listen to your podcast or just connect with you in some way what is the best way to get a hold of you um probably just get a hold of me on twitter it's twitter.com backslash sr collingwood and i know my last name's long and conky and it sucks but uh c-o-l-l-i-n-g-w-o-o-d but the podcast I have, and you and I have talked about this before, because I saw yours. Like, That's pretty cool. I'm actually able to kind of reach out to locals and kind of you, what you're doing for you basically is you're not only showcasing the locals and whoever else you get a hold of, you know, it's like, hey, let them talk, let them kind of tell their stories. Cause I think we've all got a story. As long as we're not going to prison and doing bad stuff and we're working hard, we all have a story, you know? 
Um, so you're doing that and that's great because I've always loved that. That's what kind of makes us relevant or even journalists, newspapers or anything. But you're working on your communication and you're developing uh, networking. So you're doing two for one. You get a two for one in there. So, but anyway, back right back to my podcast thing. Uh, it's it's basically I've been writing, you know, for 15 years. So, and the way that we work at the spokesman. So us and KHQ are the same company, right? So we do cross stuff, and I'm like, you know what, man, I can't be I can't be going on TV and and freezing up like I'm a, like a third grader at the spelling bee. You know what I mean? I got to go up there and just go, I got to go, you know? So what can I do to do that to get better? And also, you know, kind of uh, it's, I hate the word brand. I just, I hate it. Cause it's like, I, I think there's a connotation with it. Cause I think it, it's obviously accurate to brand, but, but you see people, this is my brand. This is my brand, like selfie brand. You know what I mean? Like my, I want to have a brand as like, okay, that's Ryan calling, but he's our sports guy. He's our journalist, but he can also have you on a, a he'll talk to you and hit record. And, and, and that gives you more opportunity. So I can write whatever the hell I can write a thousand words about you, but, and it'll be, you know, 99% of what you thought it would be, but it might be 1% off. But when you talk and you say it, and I give you that platform and there's really no question. So it's, and it's super easy. I just, boom, like you did with me today. And in the pandemic, I'm kind of like, I, I wish I invested in Zoom, you know, the stock market two years ago, but everyone, everyone started going on Zoom. So I'm like, well, that's easy, you know? So I'll just Zoom it up and then I'll just post the Zoom and there you go. And then we'll get it on the iTunes. We'll get it on the website. And then the athletes I'll cover, the coaches or whoever, they'll retweet it on their stuff. And they kind of market it the most for me because they've all, they're way more important people than I am. So they, they market it out there. So I kind of use, I piggyback off there. It sounds messed up, but it's true. They'll tell you, this, you ego makes these things work. Cause like people want like, Hey, look at me. Look at, look at who I talked to. I talked to Tabitha today. Check out therefore check out Tabitha. Like, Hey, I talked to Collingwood today. Therefore check out Collingwood. Well, and if you're not going to promote yourself, if you're not going to put yourself out there, who's going to do it for you? Like, yeah, exactly. What better time now? But you got to do it kind of tactfully because you've met those people I'm sure in your life who are just like, it's almost unbecoming. Like they're like, Ryan, Ryan, check check me out, check me out. Like, like you can tell they're kind of almost using you. Like they, it's like how about like talk to me about for one hour about me for a sec. Yeah. Or how like, and then we'll, we'll we'll pivot into whatever you're doing. Like, but this seems very disingenuous and you're kind of just oh. using me and that's not going to help you and so when i like with nonprofits, even when i go and ask for a donation or a sponsorship i'm not just going to cold call someone and be like hey can you give me 10 grand yeah, yeah you gotta like yeah i have to build that relationship over phone calls and emails and then i say hey are you interested in being a sponsor at any mm -hmm. of calls? like it just you don't just go in there and be like give me all the things and help me promote myself you got to build that relationship with you me your coaches mm -hmm. whatever you have to build that to get anything from it yeah, for sure. For sure. That's kind of another word of advice I'd give because you can go in a little too cold and a little too self-important and it just doesn't work. And, 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 and I think a lot of kids now are, and I sound like maybe this is me getting old, but I said, if, well, I am. But the thing is like, when they're not as out, they're not out in the world as much as we were. You and I were like, we were playing video games, but we were also playing sports. We had a good, the nineties and the early two thousands were a good mixture of tech and physical stuff yeah. we, were, we were camping 
greatest, your greatest generation. Let's just yeah, because we had both. We 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 valued both. Yep. Um, now it's just kind of pivoted the other way, where you're streaming and Twitch and all that crap. Got, and crap, you know, but you know what I mean. Like it's uh, but what that does it, it makes you it, it kind of stunts you socially a little bit. It stunts how you, you know, your social aptitude takes a dive when you're not out there. Your social cues are off. Yeah. You see a lot of kids. I'm seeing them all the time. Their social cues are so off. I'm just like, whoa. Like, how do you even like navigate the world? So, um, but yeah, like back to that. Just keep plugging away. Perfect. Keep putting yourself out there. And if you're a good enough guy, people recognize are good enough woman. It will work out. It might not work out the first five years or three years or whatever, but. Somebody will notice. I mean, you have to be a real dick for somebody, for you to be talented and working hard and to not get, at least be put in a position to where you can take over. Because, you know, it's, it's all about being put in that position. It's like, it, you've heard all these athletes on the documentaries. It's like, it's not about actually what you did it, uh, that came to you. It's a matter of like, well, now I'm in this position. Now it's up to me. It's like this NCAA tournament. Okay. When I was 22, I wanted to be in a position where I was covering the NCAA tournament, finding all the stories, doing the TV shows, doing the podcasts, doing, well, here it is, Ryan. Like, so it's up to you to make it worth a shit. Yep, exactly. That's a great point. So my last question is, so we've all been going through this pandemic in one way or another. Um, it's been a crazy 2020 um, you know, and people are dealing things financially, physically, emotionally. Um, do you have one piece of advice, like one piece of positive advice um, as we go into our day to give to all the listeners? As far as pandemic? As anything is like, hey, I'm struggling. What is something positive that I can kind of hold on to or your little piece of your little nugget, little piece of advice, positivity? <laughs> Perspective. Um, there's going to be days that suck. And there's going to be th things that rattle you and it could be your job. It could be your ex-girlfriend or something, you know, things are going to get you, yeah. but realize if you're awake and you're healthy and your family's doing fine. And that's not always, that's not always the case. So if perspective that you can get up and do the things, you know, you're up, you're con you're conscious you you're in control for the most part of that day um some things are out of your control but if you can streamline the things that you can control and if it gets to a point where you're so depressed and i'm talking about it's like i'm doing a podcast next week where we talk mental health and how you can approach things and i write things down a lot so if, even on my, on my worst days where i'm like god damn it you know i i'll write that I'll, I'll write things this is this was good 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 and I did, what was like what was objectively bad like object i mean some people think like even cutting getting cut in traffic was a bad day because they're so such pansies you know what i mean they can't handle like any sort of slight at all like that that ruined their day this guy didn't compliment their hair or like you know like that's not what i mean i mean like right the bad things like okay uh this guy's not doing too well, you know, my friend's not doing too well with his health or family members going through some struggles or uh, I have an extra bill I didn't expect or something, you know, just get to that point. Just write, write things down. 
I can't stress that enough, write it down. It sounds corny, cliche, but just do it. When you see it there, you're like, okay, now that I see it, I've absorbed it, perspective's there. And then just go to the next thing, go to the next thing, go to the next thing. And that's probably my biggest uh, piece of advice that's helped me personally. It's more, it's more anecdotal, but that's kind of what's helped me the most for sure. Perfect. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for giving me your time. Thanks, David. Appreciate, appreciate you having me on and we'll be seeing you around. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.